Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Oh, boy. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) How are you, Joe? You doing all right? I think I'm doing a little better than you are right now. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Nothing like being on the five with live breaking news when it's like the worst (laughs) news ever yesterday. (sighs) Uh, welcome to the Dan Bongino hey. Show. Listen, uh, I obviously have a lot to cover today, and uh, I have a little beef here. Folks, it's um, it's not time to give up here, okay? Ah. It is not time to give up. I get it. Things are tough. All right. Let me get into this before I get, because I, 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 ah, <laughs> I'm bothered by this whole thing today. All right, today's show brought to you by our friends at My Patriot Supply. Hey, when an emergency strike uh, strikes, what's your first impulse? If your answer is run to the grocery store, yeah, that's a great idea. If the grocery store actually has food, unlike hurricane season in Florida where you run into the Publix and the shows are uh, the, the shelves are absolutely barren, you go to Walmart and there's not a bottle of water left. How do you avoid this? It's simple. Use today. Non-emergency times to make a plan. Go stack up on emergency food today. Go to My Patriot Supply. PrepareWithDan.com. They have emergency food that lasts 25 years. That's 2.5, not 2.5. 25 years. One practical place to start is storing up food in your home in case of emergencies. I have tons of boxes of this stuff. I trust and use My Patriot Supply for my food storage. You can too, so you'll be ready for earthquakes, hurricanes, long-term power outages, and more. Here's a great special that makes it simple. Each person in your household should have a two-week emergency food supply from My Patriot Supply. These kits right now, Joe, are only $75. What a deal! That's it. What a deal. They contain 92 servings of breakfasts, lunches, and dinners. Take action. Call 888-411-8926 or go to my special website. I buy this stuff myself, folks. I wouldn't steer you wrong. Preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com. The food lasts 25 years. Meals come packed in a rugged slimline tote, too. Only $75. Rest tonight knowing you're prepared. Go pick this stuff up. Your food insurance matters. You insure everything in your life that matters. In your lives that matter. How do you not insure your food supply? 888-411-8926 or preparewithdan.com. That's preparewithdan.com. Okay. Listen to me, please. I'm begging you. You don't get to give up right now. Yesterday was unquestionably not a good day. It was not the catastrophe the media uh, is trying to uh, paint this out to be. But yesterday was not a good day, and neither you um, nor I should pretend otherwise. It was rough, okay? What happened yesterday was uh, was an abomination of justice. This is not justice. This is clearly a weaponization of our government law enforcement assets to go after Trump. Um, What happened? Well, obviously, Michael Cohen, Trump's former personal attorney, uh, Michael Cohen pled guilty to a number of tax evasion charges. Listen, unrelated to Trump. These are his personal tax problems. They have nothing to do with Donald Trump. But conveniently, because he has a former Clinton hack as a lawyer by the name of Lanny Davis, who's doing everything in his power right now to put the squeeze on Donald Trump. Keep in mind, this is Cohen's lawyer. If you missed this, Donald Trump's former personal attorney, Michael Cohen, hired a Clinton hack. I'm not saying this wrong. Lanny Davis, one of the biggest Clinton hacks you've ever met to represent him. 
Now, I believe he did that to curry favor with the media because Michael Cohen wants to turn around and become, uh, you know, a, a uh, an anti-Trump advocate out there in the, in the model of Michael Avenatti. Hmm. So he hires a Clinton advocate. They're out there now, and they uh, they pled guilty. Well, not they. Lenny Davison pled guilty. Michael Cohen pled guilty also not only to a tax evasion charge, but to a phantom campaign violation, which people with expertise in this matter cannot seem to figure out where the crime is. The logic here, and this is a plea, so keep in mind, this... Th- there's no insinuation here legally that Donald Trump or, or his team is admitted to any crime because Michael Cohen said something happened and pled to it does not make it so. The charge is this, that this $130,000 payment to Stormy uh, Daniels, Daniel Stormy, whatever her name is, Stormy Daniels, that Donald Trump knew about this payment and that this payment was somehow a violation of campaign law. Now, explaining this very well last night on his show, which was a uh, an epic adventure last night, if you listen to it, it was the Mark Levin show. Mark Levin, friend of mine, good man. Mark Levin, and I'm going to get into this a little more. This is not a campaign violation. Now, you may say to yourself... Why would Michael Cohen plead guilty to a campaign violation uh, about these $130,000 payments? In other words, he's had the allegation show is that this was to help the Donald Trump campaign and it was using some kind of funds um, related to the right. campaign. That's not what happened. Huh? These were not campaign funds. These were personal funds. Payments were untoward. Not something uh, anyone should celebrate. But remember the new rules, folks. The new rules are we win, you lose. We are in. This is a battle right now. This is a battle. We are in the field of ethics where now everything is gray. There are no black and white answers anymore. We have to start triaging what matters and what doesn't at this point. And I'm telling you what doesn't matter is a payment to this lady. It's ugly. But we are in a battle for the for, for the very for, for any kind of fidelity to the Constitutional Republic and the rule of law. They have entirely weaponized the government, IC, intelligence community, and law enforcement operation to go after Trump, and it's time we stopped complaining and fought back. Now, I'm going to tell you what to do in a minute, but I want to get into this first. This $130,000 payment that the allegations are were made uh, by Cohen, who he says now is reimbursed by Trump, they're saying somehow this is a campaign violation. This is a nonsensical, ridiculous charge that I'm telling you was only included in the plea deal, Joe, for one reason. That reason is what? That reason is to implicate Donald Trump because the other charges Michael Cohen pled to have nothing to do with Trump. They are related to his own personal business on the side and taxes he didn't pay. So in order for them... The Southern District of New York and the Justice Department right now, which seems almost entirely weaponized against the Trump team, they've lost complete control. Sessions has lost control. Rosenstein is, I don't know what Rosenstein's doing. Rosenstein needed to be fired last year. He should be fired right now. They've lost complete control. And in order to implicate Trump, they had Michael Cohen plea to a campaign violation. That's not a violation. Play Mark Levin explaining this last night. The general counsel for the Clinton mob family, Lanny Davis, he had his client plead the two counts of criminality that don't exist. These campaign finance violations that all over TV, they're saying, implicates the president of the United States directly. First, let's back up. It is a guilty plea. It is a plea bargain between a prosecutor 
and a criminal, a criminal who doesn't want to spend the rest of his life in prison. That is not precedent. That applies only to that specific case. Nobody cites plea bargains for precedent. That's number one. Number two, just because a prosecutor says that somebody violated a campaign law doesn't make it so. He's not the judge. He's not the jury. We didn't adjudicate anything. It never went to court. That's number two. A campaign expenditure under our federal uh, campaign laws is an expenditure solely for campaign activity. A candidate who spends his own money or even corporate money for an event that occurred not as a result of the campaign, it is not a campaign expenditure. Folks, please understand what I'm telling you. It's the essence to understanding this entire operation, what's going on. Guys, ladies, please, I'm begging you. We are under assault here. We are in a legitimate battle here. This is a very real fight. Bob Mueller and his team have gone completely off the rails. Bob Mueller has has taken the justice system. This is a stain on the what's happening right now is a stain on the history of America. I am not saying that the people involved in this show on either side are saints. I've told you before what the new rules are. New rules are this. We acknowledge that there was malfeasance and misfeasance in the past. We acknowledge that Trump and and some of the team members were not pure as the driven snow. What we also acknowledge simultaneously is there was absolutely no collusion with a foreign government. You guys are making this up to overturn the results of an election. If we allow you to do this, the template for destroying democracy is there for every election in the future, and you own it. The Democrats are going down this road because they are setting out a game plan, a battle plan in the future for taking out and overthrowing the results of a United States election, for making sure a lesson is taught to any outsider in the future like Trump who dares run for office again. You run for office. This is what we will do. We will go after every single person you touch, you scratch, and you sniff. They went after uh, the Republican congressman up in New York, Collins, Duncan Hunter, yesterday listen again make no mistake i'm not suggesting in any way shape or form that these people are saints i'm not suggesting i don't know them i'm not even suggesting they're good people i don't know them i've never met them i'm telling you anyone that has scratched and sniffed donald trump over the last two and a half years joe is going to they are going to feel the wrath of the federal law enforcement community and the bob Mueller team this we are do you understand the fight we're in this is real the cohen thing is another example of the Mueller probe and the DOJ in this case, because remember, this was referred out to Southern District, Southern District of New York, a liberal wing of the Justice Department in that geographic region, Joe. It was sent there. Those people are going after Trump and will take him down no matter what. So they had Michael Cohen. They made sure he pled to a charge that would somehow implicate, quoting the document, the charging document, the candidate. Well, who was the candidate, Joe? It obviously was Donald Trump. It was Michael Cohen's personal lawyer implicating the candidate in the payments to this porn lawyer. Folks, as Mark Levin just explained, this is not a campaign violation. It's untoward. It's not cute. It ain't pretty. It's not a crime. Now, explain. Please read the show notes today. I know I say that a lot. Go to my website. Read the show notes. I have some great pieces. Here's one. Uh, uh, What is it? Law, Law and crime. 
While a candidate is prohibited from spending campaign funds on expenses merely related to the campaign, expenses on items and services which exist solely for the campaign, like bumper stickers and billboards, must be paid for with campaign funds. Let me make sense of that. You are not allowed to spend campaign funds on things that exist, that would have existed without the campaign. I ran for office. I'm familiar with this, Joe. Joe, if you run for office for Congress, right? Explain, man. Yeah, thanks. And you go and get a haircut. Right. You could legitimately say you were getting a haircut because of the campaign, because I want to look sharp, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. But that's not a campaign expense, and you should not be using campaign funds. Why? Because you get a haircut anyway. Because, yes, Armacost, you get a haircut anyway. So you cannot use campaign funds. But, okay, that's prong one. Understand the two prongs of this and how this scam, this scam, what happened in the Southern District yesterday. They made up a fake crime and stuck it in this plea deal to make sure the media had a talking point that roped Trump in because Cohen's got nothing. Cohen's got nothing but a bunch of tax charges that, Joe, have what to do with Donald Trump? Nothing. Zero. So they said, you got to plea to this campaign charge, but it's not a campaign violation. That's okay. Plea to it anyway. Lenny Davis said so. Clinton lawyer. Here's the first prong. Again, just because something happened on the campaign does not mean campaign funds are eligible for it. If Joe gets a haircut, yes, he could be getting a haircut because he wants to look sharp in a campaign. But as Joe adequately said... That, that haircut would have existed whether there was a campaign or not. Therefore, you should not, should not be spending campaign funds. Now, prong two, if it is directly related to the campaign, like they're alleging in the document that these payments to Stormy Daniels were related to the campaign, Joe, because they were, if the story would have got out, it would have been damaging to the campaign. That in and of itself is a logical stretch that's hard to overcome. Mm-hmm. But assume that's right, right, that the Stormy, assume for a second that that's right, that the Stormy Daniels payment was related to the campaign. We're, again, I don't agree with it. I'm saying just this, this is how tortured the logic is legally. When something is directly related to the campaign, Joe, campaign bumper stickers, campaign buttons, a campaign bus where you're driving around the state to campaign, expenses that would not have existed if you were not running for office, mm-hmm. right? Joe would not buy an Armacost 2020 for Congress if he wasn't running for Congress. Joe, Mm. those payments have to be made with campaign funds. Uh. Have to. Or else you could get donors to just give you money above and beyond campaign contribution limits and say, hey, Joe, give me a loan for $20,000. I'm going to go buy buttons. Uh, Isn't that a campaign contribution? No, no, no. It's not related to the campaign. How is it not related to the campaign? It's an Armacost 2020 button. No, no, it's it's a personal loan. All right. Joe, do you see? Joe, folks, listen, this is the kind of stuff I'm going to give you here that I'm not, you know, I don't want to, I don't mean to sound pretentious. You're not going to get this anywhere else. I ran three times. I know how this works. You have to take that from campaign funds. And those campaign funds are subject to strict donor limits. If I buy Dan Bongino uh, 2020 for, for Senate campaign shirts, I cannot pay with someone else's personal funds. Got it. Now, I could pay with my personal funds 
for stuff, and do, but I have to make it a campaign contribution to myself. It has to come from legitimate campaign funds. You get, please tell me you get why. Because again, I could just take a gift. Oh, I got a gift from my rich friend, yeah. um, Joey Bag of Donuts. He lent me $50,000 and I bought campaign shirts. Wait, 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 wait. He did what? Now, Joey Bag of Donuts can lend you $50,000 to do renovations on your house. There's nothing illegal about that. No. But it is absolutely against FEC rules for Joey Bag of Donuts to, Joe, lend me $50,000, which I then use to buy campaign ads. <laughs> When you spend money on a campaign-associated item that would not exist without a campaign, buttons, tour buses, salaries for campaign works, it has to come from campaign funds. This is the key hole in this nonsensical, ridiculous charge that Levin just summed up beautifully. His show was epic last night. How? Because Donald Trump did not pay Stormy Daniels or anyone else with campaign funds. The allegations, the allegations are that those payments from Cohen were reimbursed by Trump Corporation's funds or whatever it may be, not campaign funds. Do you understand they have no case? They have nothing. They have no nexus to the case at all. There was, in other words, Joe, on prong number one, prong number one is would the expense have existed without the existence of the campaign? What's the answer for the Stormy Daniels case? Yes. So you can't spend campaign funds on it. It's not campaign related. Just because Joe gets a haircut during the campaign doesn't make it a campaign haircut. Folks, I get it. This is a slimy business. I am not sitting here trying to say everybody here is is, is without without sin. It's clear that this, that this we are dealing right now in an ethical fight for our lives for this constitutional republic. And this is these are very gray areas right now, folks. I have no doubt. But the payment would have existed if it was because of reputational harm, which is what the left is alleging, by the way, that if the story got out, it would have harmed his reputation. But remember, new rules. We don't care. I don't care. care. Not not even a little bit. That payment would have existed for reputational harm regardless. They lose prong one and they lose prong two because you can't say it's campaign related. He didn't pay with campaign funds. He paid with his own funds. They lose on both prongs. They have no case. They have no case. They will lose this. How do I know that? Because there was a very similar case, Joe, with John Edwards. Remember the oh, Prell yeah. guy? Oh, yeah. Remember the yeah. $5,000 haircut right. guy, whatever it was, $400 haircut guy, John Edwards ran for vice president with John Kerry? Mm-hmm. There was a similar case where some donors... There were some allegations that donors gave uh, John Edwards money to uh, work around the uh, the story about him and the child that he had. Yeah, yeah, Breck boy, yeah. Okay. Scamming, yeah, yeah, that's right, <laughs> scamming on his wife. Yeah. Remember that yeah, routine? Yeah, yeah. There were some donors who were alleged to have given him money to make that story go away. Mm-hmm. They were there was no they were not in fact criminally charged or prosecuted on that successfully. Folks, this case is a loser. Let me give you one more line from this guy Bradley in this piece in Law and Crime, which will be in the show notes. If paying hush money is a campaign expense, a candidate would be required to make that payment with campaign funds, like I just said. 
How ironic, given that using campaign funds as hush money was one of the articles of impeachment in the Watergate scandal, which gave rise to modern campaign finance law. In other words, in the Watergate scandal, Joe, one of the the, uh, investigative items was the fact that they actually did use campaign funds to pay hush money, which is what led to modern campaign law saying you can't do that. He didn't do it. That's not what he did. He did not use campaign funds. You have no case. Folks, this was thrown in the indictment only to get a fish hook to bait Donald Trump in. One more line from this piece because it's terrific. Cohen's payment to the woman who claims to have had an affair with Trump would have to be paid with campaign funds if it is to be viewed as a campaign contribution. Uh, really? We, I mean, the fact that we even need this explained is ridiculous. But paying someone to keep silent about an alleged extramarital affair is not an expense solely related to the campaign, Bradley explained. Folks, yesterday was a bad day. There is no doubt about that. It was not the catastrophe the media is making it out to be. This is not the time to go wobbly, as Margaret Thatcher said. Listen to me. You don't get to give up. There are real fights out there. There are people in Venezuela right now facing down the tyranny and despotism of socialism who are being forced to flee their country, leave their homes, and eat pigeons to stay alive. I'm not lecturing anybody. I'm not in a position to do that, and I wouldn't dare. A lot of you are morally upstanding individuals and better men and women than I am. But I got a lot of emails yesterday. I'm done. You don't get to be done. Do you understand your whole purpose for being here is to take on a fight that gives you meaning? You know, I... I you know, some of you know my favorite one of one of the, yeah, I hate quotes and stuff. People people try to simplify life down to a couple of quotes, but sometimes I read something that really matters. And in the book The Natural, there's a line. The line in the book says, you know, we all live two lives. The life uh, the life we we learn from and the life we live after that. The path to real happiness is through suffering. And when you read Hugh Ross's books, the astrophysicist who talks about the existence of God, the scientific evidence for the existence of God, one of the common themes, folks, is suffering. Suffering. I don't mean inflicting intentional harm on yourself. I mean taking on fights that give your life meaning, the real path to happiness. The true path to happiness is taking on a fight that matters. Folks, this matters. We're not starving to death right now. We're not dying. As of yet, we haven't faced the full wrath of government. This is your fight. This is an epic fight that's going to be, that is going to define you and our movement for a generation. I cannot explain to you in strong enough terms why this Spygate scandal and the subsequent Mueller witch hunt scares me so much. I, there aren't strong enough terms for me to explain the passion that drives me to constantly bring forward the facts of this case to you every day. I was a federal agent, ladies and gentlemen. I remember going into houses on early morning raids with, actu- with, with actual guilty people. 
people who'd committed actual crimes and you see their kids as you put their handcuffs on at six o'clock in the morning and you shuffle them out of bed in their boxer shorts and you see the kids crying and the wife devastated and you see the bad guy who's totally stunned at what's going on and I'm telling you even though these were real bad guys I would be lying to you if I said but my soul didn't hurt for them it did it did these were bad guys but you saw that look in their eyes where everything had just changed and they had finally been caught. It's like when you watch that movie Blow with Johnny Depp, right? And you hear the story of that guy, George. Mm-hmm. And even though you know he's a mutt, you still almost feel bad when they got caught because you have a sense of empathy as human beings. Folks, it watching someone's freedom and everything they have being taken away, even when they earned it, because they really screwed up is really painful to watch you want to hear one of those five and six year old kid daddy where you go why are these men here i used to get in the car and say holy gosh what did we just do and they earned it the trump team did nothing nothing on the scale of what's happening to them. This is what I mean by this is ethics. I get it. The, the Trump team has made mistakes. Manafort's not a saint. This Cohen guy's not a saint. Papa D could have done stuff differently. Trump has, has had his indiscretions in the past. There's no question. Point stipulated. I'm telling you in the ethical matters here where everything is gray and there are no black and whites and you're going to have to make big boy and big girl decisions. You have to say to yourself, is an alleged extramarital affair is it worth the destruction of the entire constitutional republic to rip this whole system down of presumed innocence to attack innocent people and weaponize the power to put those smith and wesson handcuff bracelets those handcuffs on people who did nothing wrong because you don't like that a guy won an election and you 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 use where he put his wiener in the past to take down him and a bunch of people who did nothing worthy of the weaponization of the government turns against them these are the hard questions we have to ask right now and no there is no giving up and stop sending me emails about giving up because you're getting in my head i'd love you to death but no 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 life's a it's a tough thing sorry i've got to keep this family friendly this is tough this is real we live in the richest country on earth with flat screen tvs and computers and the biggest problem here with food isn't starvation it's we got a bunch of fat people this is our fight you have been now blessed with the opportunity to take on the suffering you need to take on to find true happiness in the end. This is our fight. Yes, it's going to be miserable. We've got six years more to clean this swamp, mosquito-infested disaster in D.C. out. This is going to get worse before it gets better. They are not done. He's not done. Manafort's got another trial, and if it doesn't work out in D.C., the Farrah trial for them, and they don't get them on that too, they are not done. They will find somebody else. Trump, Don Trump Jr. is their next target. Take that to the bank. This is not over. Our fight starts today. This is not an opportunity to bail out and jump ship. It's an opportunity to get out of the water and jump on the ship. You have been blessed with an opportunity to suffer. You should thank God for this. 
You have been blessed with an opportunity to take a side in this very gray area, but a side I'm sure right now is the right one. The new rules show was not a joke. I get the man's indiscretions. I get the people in his orbit were not the, you know, were not to be beatified. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But do you understand that what the Democrats want to do is not to point out the sexual indiscretions of a president? What they are trying to do right now is set a template to completely dismantle the constitutional republic. They are setting a template in the future to take out a sitting president when they lose. Make up a fake charge. There's no collusion. Get a special counsel appointed. Get the media bootlicking hacks on their side to keep the story alive. Use that story to take down everyone surrounding that president for every kind of indiscretion known to mankind, including jaywalking. Use those people to turn on the president. Keep that story in the media. Use the charges to call for impeachment. Get the president out. Send a message to anyone in the future. You're never to do that again. That's the fight. Are you naive to that? That's the real fight. This is not done. So what do we do? Folks, I said what to do. I just wish someone would take my advice. Joe, what did I say now six, seven months ago about Mueller? Fire this guy. guy. He is turned into a police state tyrant. I don't know how, I haven't even gotten to the Papadopoulos to uh, to wheel thing yet. This guy has gone completely off the deep end, charging people with crimes, the FBI. You listen, with all due respect to Bob Mueller's past service to the country, and I mean it, that does not absolve you forever of grotesque acts of malfeasance. How else do you describe a special counsel lead investigator who charges a decorated United States military officer in Mike Flynn with crimes he knows damn well he didn't commit? How else do you describe that other than police statism? Folks, here's the plan. And this is the only deal. You ever see that uh, Miami Vice movie that that people hated, but I love that uh, Colin Farrell, Jamie Foxx movie. When I used to still go to the movies, I saw, I loved them. People hated it. There's a a point in that movie where they steal the guy's drugs and he comes in, he tries to make a deal. And he goes, no, no, no. This is the only, this is the only deal right now. The only deal. Fire Bob Mueller. Pardon everyone. Remember that Gary Oldman scene? What is it? The specialist? Go get everyone. Everyone. Pardon everyone. Pardon Flynn. Pardon Cohen. Pardon every Papa D. Papa Dizzle. Pardon everyone. Fire Bob Mueller. Fire Rod Rosenstein. And clean out this swamp rat crew of 17 angry Democrats, as Trump accurately calls them. Fire them all. Oh, man, the political response will be over. Are you kidding me? Are you smoking opiates? Are you mainlining psychedelic drugs? The press, are you kidding? Have you watched this circus over the last few days? You think, you, do you really believe this is going to get better? Ladies and gentlemen, 
wait till after the midterms and fire all of these people. They have shown no evidence whatsoever of acting in a legally, morally, or ethically upstanding manner. Zero. Making up fake election crimes in the Southern District of New York. It's not even a real campaign charge. Charging a decorated U.S. general with with lying to the FBI after the FBI themselves acknowledges he wasn't deceptive. And we're supposed to sit back and take it? And then you got this goon, Chuck Schumer, of the, this, the Democrat senator, Chuck Schumer from New York. This goon, I have a piece in Breitbart at the uh, show notes today. This police state hack saying... And I'm quoting, he better not be talking about pardon. You don't get to say that, Chuck. That's why you're a senator and not the president. Couldn't win an election outside of New York. You don't get to say that because you don't have pardon power. But we still have a president. You wait till after the midterms. You pardon everyone and you fire these guys now. You let a new special counsel team come in. You let them wrap this thing up. They will find no collusion because there is none. And we move on. I am tired by playing by their rules. Oh, but the press reaction. What? Are you... The press reaction? Are you paying attention to what's going on right now? He's going to be impeached. Ladies and gentlemen, newsflash. He's going to be impeached anyway. He's going to be impeached if he fires... What are you talking about? He's going to be impeached anyway. They will not win a trial in the Senate. Bill Clinton was impeached. Candidly, Joe, was the best thing that ever happened to him. He left office with 60% approval. Listen to me. Trump will be impeached anyway. The Democrats have lost their minds. The House will draw up articles of impeachment, and when they, if, if they win back the House, they will likely pass. They have lost their minds. Trump will not be removed from office. Being impeached does not mean you're removed from office, Joe. An impeachment is similar to an indictment. Because you're indicted does not mean you'll be convicted. There is a trial in the Senate. Trump will win overwhelmingly. He will not be removed from office. Yes, it's going to hurt. It's not a good thing to be impeached. But ladies and gentlemen, it is baked into the cake. There will be an visceral Republican swamp rat reaction afterwards. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. Something's got to be done. Look what happened after he fired Comey. Ladies and gentlemen, do you understand we are in a different place right now? We are in a different place. This Mueller thing will never stop. They are not investigating crimes. They're investigating Donald J. Trump. It will never, ever, ever stop. They are setting up a template to overturn an election in the future. Look at what happened with Manafort. The media was celebrating yesterday. Do you realize on 18 counts, there was a mistrial on 10, and the 8 that Manafort was convicted of yesterday have nothing to do with Donald Trump and the media. The media, which is supposed to, Joe, supposed to relay the facts, was celebrating Mm -hmm. yesterday. So millions of dollars. Unlimited government assets. Democrat lawyers on Mueller's special counsel witch hunter team going after Manafort endlessly. Solitary confinement. Endless government assets thrown at this guy. And the best you could do was on 18 counts, 10 declare a mistrial hung jury on, and 8 that have nothing to do with the president? So just to sum up what happened yesterday, in case you're even a little confused... 
What did Joe Pesci say? Let me unconfuse you. Their prime candidate in the case, Paul Manafort, after endless government assets are thrown at him, gets a hung jury on 10 counts and is convicted on eight that have zero to do with the president. Media celebrates. On Cohen, he pleads guilty to tax charges that have absolutely nothing at all to do with Donald Trump and pleads guilty to a campaign violation that doesn't, that's not even a campaign violation. And everybody's celebrating. And we're worried about the political ramifications and the press ramifications of firing Mueller. Fire him. Pardon everyone right now. That Take that back. Wait till after the midterms. Fire all of these guys and women, Jeannie Ree included. Fire them all. Chuck Schumer. You see how these people play for keeps? They start a fake investigation. They use the fake investigation to make up crimes against Trump. They arrest people and throw them in solitary confinement. And Chuck Schumer has the cojones to go out. You're saying, you better not be talking about pardons. You know what? Double-barreled middle finger to this guy right after the election. Let's go, you, you jerk! Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. Everyone. This is not going to get any better folks I'm going to leave this with this one because I, I got a, I have a couple other things you don't get to give up right now I love you guys and 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 women to death out there and my my show I do that's why I put the email out there this show is for you it's not for me but gosh do not give up This is the time for you to jump back on the ship and thank God for the suffering you've been granted with. Our lives need meaning. Our meaning we find in all kinds of things. Our kids, mostly in our kids. Some of us find it in our jobs. But I'm telling you right now, you have the opportunity to be involved in a generational fight that's going to define going forward what this constitutional republic is about. As with every real fight... There are no saints and sinners. There are only degrees of sinners. And in that gray area we know is ethics, you have to find out what side is for you. I am crystal clear that I am on the right side of this. Crystal. The never Trump crowd, the confused Trump crowd, the swamp rat Republicans, the dangerous Democrats, and the radical far leftists and the Mueller witch hunt, I am absolutely convinced are on the wrong side of this. They are virtue signaling to the world, not understanding that the real virtue is the preservation of the republic, which is in danger right now. They are setting a model for the future to make sure your vote means absolutely nothing. Don't give in. Do not give up. Today is the day to rally the troops. Today is the day to go for... Use what happened yesterday as fuel in the gas tank. The gas tank in that car you need to drive forward, drive forward at lightning speed. Drive into the fight, not away from it. Please. Because negative energy is contagious too. I'm not a feng shui guy, but 
Don't do it. You start telling your friends and everything, oh, so it's not over. Get 10 of your friends to the polls in the midterms and keep the House from going to the Democrats. Do something, anything. All right. I got a couple more stories I, I have to get to that are really important. There's a, I got an email from a guy. You know who you are. Operator guy. Some interesting stuff. And then I, I combined something he emailed me with something I read from Chuck Ross, and I thought, yes, yes, yes. Now, now it's making sense. Okay. Uh, filter by, filter by. We love filter by. I sent a note from our friends at filter by from a new customer. It's a real note. I've been in the middle of a home renovation and there's drywall dust everywhere. Plus the contractors are leaving the doors open. It's been over a hundred degrees many days this summer. That happened to me. I had those palmetto bugs in my house for weeks. They're the worst. They're like the biggest roaches ever in Florida. We, I love Florida, but we have superhuman roaches. You hit them with a baseball bat and they laugh at you. They go, dude, why did you do that for me? They run away. <laughs> last week, last weekend, my AC unit stopped working on the second floor. This is an email we got. Turns out that the filters were about 98% clogged with drywall dust and it was choking the system. That happened to me, but it wasn't drywall dust. Buying filters was always a pain because my system needed custom sizes. But with Filter Buy, they were able to get me exactly what I needed fast and at a great price. The best prices around these guys are awesome. Because of stories like this, Filter Buy is America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. Choose from over 600 different sizes that ship for free within 24 hours. Plus, they're manufactured right here in the great old USA. Save 5%. When you subscribe for auto replacement, you never have to think about filters again. Save time. Save money. Breathe better with FilterBuy.com. Take care of your lungs, too. Change those air filters. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. Tell them the Dan Bongino Show sent you. Okay. Do I got a story for you? (laughs) So, interestingly enough, um, I had mentioned the other day, but not in detail, another the the Mueller it's it's clear as day to me now that the Mueller probe is covering up really disturbing government malfeasance not just misfeasance things that happened within the government during the investigation of Trump and the investigation of Clinton that if they got out would shake the core of America's confidence in what we believe to be the justice system and intelligence community there is no doubt in my mind so yesterday I was up in uh, New York I was doing the five and I was talking to a few people and they said what do you think the next shoe to drop is and I said oh boy it's this it's this Charles to wheel case now Chuck Ross I have a piece it's been in the show notes but I'm going to put it up again today in the show. Please, please, please read it. It's at the Daily Caller. It is a fantastic piece. You'll be doing yourself a disservice if you don't read it because it feeds right into everything we've been telling you the whole time and the story I discussed the other day about the PC arrest of George Papadopoulos. This is not going to be confusing like yesterday's show. I get it. You have to listen to yesterday's show a couple times to follow the, follow the, uh, the, the White Rabbit. Today will be simple. We're going to make two points today. A couple points we're going to make are that Papadopoulos is clearly the target of the operation to set up Donald Trump now. Now it's clear as day. All the people that keep approaching Papadopoulos, hey, little boy, you want some candy? They all have a connection to either Fusion GPS or the U.S. government. It's amazing. Every, and they keep coming up left and right, front and back, top and down, right? Secondly, The operation to set up Papadopoulos may have been more sophisticated than we even knew. Read the Chuck Ross piece and you'll learn about a a new approach that happens in July. Yes, July of 2017. This is after, keep in mind, after Papadopoulos is interviewed by the FBI in January. 
July of 2017, a guy by the name of Charles Tuhill is alleged to have offered Papadopoulos $10,000 over in Greece and gives him the $10,000 for some kind of a consulting deal. Now, what's the problem, Joe? So what? I mean, uh, <laughs> it's not illegal to take 10000 I, 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 As of January, I'll be paying Joe for consulting. <laughs> I didn't know that was illegal. If I was foreign, it's not illegal either. As long as Joe declares it as income, there's nothing wrong. People take consulting contracts all mm-hmm. the time. So what's the big deal? We clear on this? It's very simple. July of 2017, after the FBI interviews Papadopoulos, mm-hmm. I'm telling you the government's trying to set Papadopoulos up as a fall guy. Some rando shows up in Greece and offers Papadopoulos $10,000 in cash for a consulting contract. Why is that in Mueller's uh, sentencing memo? Let me read it. By the way, hat tip to the conservative treehouse guys, too, who are covering this as well. This is from the sentencing memo. The defendant provided information, the defendant's Papadopoulos show, the defendant provided information about $10,000 in cash he received from a foreign national who he believed was likely an intelligence officer of a foreign country other than Russia. The defendant has stated that he kept that money in a safe pending his sentencing in the case and counsel for the defendant has consented to the imposition of this fine amount. Why is that in there? He believed he was a foreign intelligence officer. The guy who gave him the money to it, was he? Folks, this makes a world of sense now. Joe, what else happened July 27th? July 27th, right before Papadopoulos is given this $10,000 by this guy to Will. Right before, Papadopoulos is arrested at Dulles Airport right after this. This makes all the sense in the world now. The other day, I brought up on the show the, the probable cause arrest. There are, there are two ways to arrest people in the federal government, okay? You can make a probable cause arrest, which means no arrest warrant. You just may, it's, it's kind of like what a cop does in the street. You show up, they see you, you know, beating someone up. That's a PC arrest. There's no arrest right. warrant, right? No one shows up and goes, I have a warrant for you beating this guy up. No, it's called a probable cause arrest. Those in the federal government, you got to listen to Monday's show. I can't redo it here, but I just take my word for it if you don't want to listen to Monday's show. That rarely happens in the federal government outside of the uniformed entities. You know, Border Patrol and people who are on patrol make mm-hmm. PC arrests because they see stuff. And they don't have time to get a warrant. You see someone crossing a border illegally, you mm-hmm. arrest them. You don't get a warrant for it. You go later on, you bring them to an initial appearance, and then he's charged in a charging document. The way the federal system works when you're an investigator is people get clues about cases. They build up a case. They bring it to the United States attorney and arrest warrants issued and you show up with a warrant. Why was Papadopoulos in one of the most critical counterintelligence criminal investigations in modern U.S. history? Why was Papadopoulos? Why was there no warrant? Oh, this $10,000 makes a world of sense now. Thank you to my buddy who cued me in on this. Joe, we have this thing in the federal government called the CTR, a currency transaction report. They also have suspicious activity reports for financial Mm -hmm. institutions. If you deposit more than a certain amount of money, notably about 
ten thousand dollars. But don't, let's you know, let's not. Uh, they, <laughs> sheesh, how oh, that's crazy, right? <laughs> if you deposit that in a bank, you have to fill out a CTR, a currency yep. transaction report. You also, if you come into the country, into the United States with more than ten thousand dollars, and you don't declare it at customs, oh boy, you in a world of legal trouble there. Gee, isn't that awfully convenient that some rando shows up in a hotel room right before Papadopoulos is to fly back to the United States, gives him ten thousand dollars in cash, but Papa Dizzle doesn't fall for the trap. Papa D comes back into the country, Joe, in Dulles. I will bet you the FBI, the agents who are ready to interview him, are either there with waiting for that $10,000, knowing they've got him lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. <laughs> but what does Papa D do with the money? Papa Dizzle leaves it in Greece with a lawyer. They show up. They nab him before he gets to customs at Dulles. And Joe, have you traveled overseas oh, yeah. before? When you come back, you know the little blue yeah. form? You got to fill out what cut. You have to yeah. declare the money. I'll bet they grab that from him. They see on the card that he's not declaring any money. They're like, what? What do we do Ooh. now? Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. What do we do now? We were supposed to have the $10,000. Our guy gave him 10K. <laughs> now. I'm not, I want to be clear. I'm speculating a bit here. I am not sure that Tawil is working with the guy. I'm not. I'm not sure about that. He may not have been, matter of fact. He may have, this may have been a legitimate business interaction. I am, however, suggesting to you that that $10,000, if it were a government deal those bills they would have tracked those bills and they would have been waiting for them if i were doing it that's the way i would do it i'd say hey go give this guy ten thousand in cash we're gonna wait for him at the airport if he comes in and he doesn't declare it boom we got him all of a sudden he comes back to the airport joe he's got nothing he's got nothing he's got what twenty dollars in his wallet for a skittles a bacon egg and cheese and a yahoo and a and a and a, and a yoohoo at the airport right <laughs> Bacon, egg, and cheese. That's what I used to. When I was a kid in New York, that was my breakfast every day. Bacon, egg, and cheese, and a yoo-hoo, Right? He comes back. You remember oh, yoo-hoo? Them, yeah. I used to think that was chocolate milk. Right? So, <laughs> it's chocolate yeah. drink. So, Papa D comes back. He's got twenty bucks. He wants his bacon, egg, and cheese, and a yoo-hoo. And they're like, "Wait, dude, where's the ten thousand dollars?" They're probably feverishly calling the United States Attorney, going, "We don't have anything." What do you mean you don't have anything? He doesn't have the money. Where's the money? It's back in Greece. Well, what do we do now? We can't get him for trying to bring $10,000 back into the United States without declaring it if he doesn't bring the $10,000 back. Do you understand now why the PC arrest was probably necessary? Listen, after confusing some folks yesterday, some got it, some didn't. But yesterday's an important show. Folks, I got to tell you, the first time I was disappointed in the listener numbers. Maybe it's because of all the breaking news. We had a little bit of a dip. We never have a dip. I think it was all the breaking news. I was like, what is this? Mm. There were, we were we were off like five percent yesterday. The show always goes up. I was devastated. I came. I really was. I, I'm so proud of the shows we put forward for you. And when they don't grow every day, I get a little upset. But I think I confused people. This is not confusing. I'm telling you, there are two possible scenarios here. To Will is is just a business guy who does a deal for the ten thousand dollars. The FBI somehow gets wind of it, meets him at the airport, hoping he shows up with the ten thousand dollars and doesn't declare it. Therefore, they've got him. They call the United States attorney. Hey, he's here at Dulles. He walked through customs with the 10K and said nothing about it, right? You got me, Joe? They get him on failing to file. Or, to Will, was he working with the government? 
And this what are these marked bills? Did the FBI know about this the whole time? How long was he working for the government if he was? Now, does that Margot Cleveland footnote from the earlier in the year FISA maybe make a little more sense? Remember, now this is before the July 27th arrest of Papadopoulos, let's be clear. But remember the FISA I told you about Margot Cleveland earlier in the year. In the FISA warrant, there is a footnote about a FOIA exemption. In other words, the FBI and one of the warrants to spy on the Trump team has a footnote in there declaring that they need an exemption from FISA to protect sources. I had said to you in that episode that, is that source Mifsud, the original person who contacts Papadopoulos? Is that source someone else? Were they working with this guy? Were they working with Milian? Who else was the FBI working with? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the essence of the scam. What's paragraph one? Who the heck else was the FBI working with to set up Papa D? How many sources are there? We have an idea about Halper. Who are these other guys? So understand what I'm telling you. Coming into the country and not declaring $10,000 in cash, you are going to find yourself in significant legal trouble. Did the Bureau get wind of that $10,000? Were they involved in the $10,000? Papa D does not bring the money back in. He leaves it in Greece. The FBI has an oh moment. What do we do? We got nothing to hold them. We better interview them right now. Because remember, they want to hold Papa D because they need to shut Papa yeah. D up. Because the day they arrest him, what else breaks? The stroke page mm-hmm. text. The, the inspector general goes over to the special counsel and says, hey, Bob. Bob Mueller, we got a problem. Your lead investigator on this case, Peter Stroke. Look at these texts. Oh my gosh, Mueller's like, we better shut Papa D up now because these texts may expose our sources and FBI sources setting Papa D up. Follow it, folks. The Bureau's setting up Papadopoulos. We already know this through the Halper connection. The question now is how many other people were they using to set him up? Was Tawil involved? Was Millian involved with the Bureau? How many other people were involved with the Bureau? Peter Stroke's text to Lisa Page, in context, Mueller probably understood fully just how deep this scandal and the setup of Donald Trump was. The special counsel walks over, uh, the IG walks over to the special counsel on July 27th and says, look at these texts. Mueller's probably reading them going, oh my gosh, the whole operation's exposed. What do we do now? Shut Papa Dizzle up. Where's Papa Dizzle? He's over there in, uh, over in Greece with the other guy. Well, what's he doing? Well, he's going to come back with the $10,000. I got it. Let's nail him on failing the file. He shows up at the airport. He doesn't have the 10K. They've got no charge. What do they say? Oh, man. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Let's do the Flynn thing. Let's do the Flynn thing with lying to a federal agent. Guys, he has no lawyer. That's all right. Did you hear that in the background? I'm getting so excited. I just, you don't have to cut that. I just knocked the coffee cup off my... I'm so excited. It didn't break, which is amazing, too. I'm, so he shows up to the airport. He doesn't have the $10,000, Papa D. They call up the United States Attorney, Joe. They go, hey, uh, United States Attorney Joey Bag of Donuts, we got a problem. That failing to file charge, he doesn't have the money. What do we do now? Mueller's calling him going, you better shut this guy up. Or someone on the special counsel, they already know they got to shut Papa D down. Because Papa D's this key to this whole operation that Trump was set up. They got to shut him up quick, but they don't have a charge. Interview him now. Interview him. Interview him and get him on anything. They interview him. They go, false statements, false statements. 
which Papadopoulos right now is saying, I didn't make any false statement. I just didn't remember when misstood. Remember the false statement. The FBI's allegations are that Papadopoulos said Mifsud reached out to him before he joined the Trump campaign. That's not true. Mifsud reached out to him after. Papadopoulos is saying now, I don't know. I don't know Papadopoulos. Never spoken to him. Papadopoulos is claiming now, Joe, listen, I just didn't remember the thing right. The FBI goes, got him. We got him on a 1001 felonious mopery charge. Now we, we lock him up on that. We arraign him and we work out a deal right away that shuts this guy down. Folks, the PC arrest makes a world of sense now. That Margot Cleveland footnote makes a world of sense. How many sources was the FBI working with? Don't you find it odd? Every single time the DOJ uh, is put on the spot by Devin Nunes and people in Congress, every time something happens with the Mueller team, every time they get close, the DOJ, here's what happens every time Devin Nunes gets close to exposing the framing of Donald Trump and the Papadopoulos. Two things happen, Joe. First, The DOJ claims sources and methods, sources and methods. Really, who were those sources? How many sources were there? We want names and we want them now. The second thing that happens, Joe, Bob Mueller always pulls a rabbit out of his caboose. Michael Cohen under arrest. Michael Cohen plea deal. Paul Manafort plea deal. Mike Flynn sentencing delay. Every single time Devin Nunes and his team closes in on the absolute malfeasance and misfeasance in this case, DOJ always says, no, we can't talk. Sources and methods. Who are the sources and methods? And Bob Mueller pulls a rabbit out of his caboose. Every time. All right, I got to get in one more, and I want to wrap this up and tie this together for you to make this make sense, because I apologize for confusing some of you in yesterday's show, but it's an important show. Yesterday walks through the whole point of yesterday's show was the connections. Million connected to Deripaska, all feeding information to the FBI Infusion GPS. That was the point of that. That whole email chain, how Mueller's charging document conveniently makes things go away that in any way tie back to Russians. Why? I thought this was a Russia case because the Russian connections are Hillary's connections. Do you understand? That was the point of yesterday's show. The Russian connections are Hillary's. That's why Mueller's not. There's nothing to do with any of these cases with Russian collusion. The Manafort trial, Cohen in the Southern District, none of it. All right. Uh, Today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. Hey, uh, thanks everyone who supports this company. They're really great. They've been with me from the beginning. They have some of the best products out there. A Field of Greens is one of their finest. I love it. It keeps me sane and healthy and my immune system humming. Uh, Thankfully, knock on wood, I haven't been sick in a long time. Uh, I attribute a lot of that uh, to Field of Greens. I just, since I started taking it, I feel great. What is it? It's real food, wholesome fruits and vegetables ground up into a powder. It's not extract. It's not some cheap pill. It's not some garbage. This is the real McCoy. This is real food, wholesome fruits and vegetables with all those beautiful micronutrients and macronutrients that will enhance your life. We all need that, that, that cornucopia of colors and raspberries and blueberries and kale and spinach and all that other stuff. Well, you can get that stuff in Field of Greens. 
It is real food. It tastes great. Mix it in juice, mix it in green tea, mix it in water. It will give you your fruit and vegetable insurance for your life. You'll feel better. You'll look better. It's good for your hair, skin, and nails. Take this stuff. It is great. I give it to my kids, my wife. We live by it. It's called Fielder Greens. It is really, really terrific. It, it tastes wonderful. And you don't have to spend all your day preparing fruits and vegetables every day. Sometimes you just don't have the time. Take a scoop. I take it as my fruit and vegetable insurance. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick up a bottle of Fielder Greens today. All right, just to wrap this up, folks. Story number one. The Cohen-Manafort thing is a scam. The Cohen uh, plea deal, pleading to a campaign violation charge that did not exist, is only a way to rope in Trump to give the media a narrative that's in on the scam. Secondly, the Manafort thing was a disaster for the prosecution. The media is painting out like it's an apocalypse for Trump. The entire power of the government was thrown at him. Out of 18 charges, they, they, they hung on 10. Eight of them which have no, were, were convictions have nothing at all to do with Donald Trump. Third, battle plan. Mueller, fire him. Pardon everyone. Fire the whole team. They have nothing left. There is no reason to keep these people around anymore. They have shown no evidence of collusion at all. This is clearly a witch hunt. He's going to be impeached anyway. It is time to take the gloves off, just like Chucky Schumer did. You better not talk about a pardon. No, you better start talking about a pardon right now. Wait till these midterms, and let's get the gloves on. You want to tango? Let's tango. Finally, the Papadopoulos story. How many people were the FBI working with that contacted Papadopoulos? Do they know this guy to wheel? By the way, the conservative treehouse guys, one final thought, Joe, have a really interesting angle on this. They have an update in one of their pieces today. Since initially posting the setup for the July 27th Sting FBI operation against Papadopoulos, a few more important research details have surfaced. Now, I can't confirm this. I'm just reading you their reporting because I'm not, even though the name is rather unique, we're still not sure it's the same guy. Charles DeWill, the guy who reached out to Papadopoulos. Everybody's always reaching out to Papadopoulos. Guy's the most popular guy in the world. Everybody loves Papa Dizzle. (laughs) And who ultimately gave Papadopoulos $10,000 in cash was a previous intelligence asset of the CIA and FBI. Wow. They have a link to a WikiLeaks cable from 2006 indicating that Tawil may have been passing information of the past. Now, again, I'm, I'm not prepared at the moment, to see, even though it's a unique name, to say it's the exact same guy. I'm just saying that that's an interesting little side note. Papa Dizzle seems to have been the target of an elaborate scheme of people working with the FBI, that the FBI, ironically, the scheme and all the people they have approaching Papadopoulos is the reason they're giving for not disclosing what they did. We got to protect sources and methods. That's the point, Joe. Who is the sources you use to reach out to Papa (laughs) Dizzle? And it also explains the PC arrest. Shows up at the airport, doesn't have the money. Uh Uh-oh. What do we do now? We thought we had, you know, you can call back. You may say, well, if they didn't show up, if they didn't know he was going to have the $10,000, how did they draft the warrant up? I'll bet what happened. What you can do in the federal system, folks, finally, is you can have a draft warrant ready to go. Assuming, let's say he comes back in. You're not going to swear to it because obviously you'd be lying. It hasn't happened yet. But let's say I think Joe's going to come back with $10,000 to the airport and Mm -hmm. not declare it. You draft it. You have it ready to go with the AUSA. And if he, in fact, does it, you go, okay, process it. We'll come back and swear to it, right? 
I can almost guarantee you that what happened. That's what happened. Papa D shows up without the 10K. They're like, oh my gosh, what do we do now? We're going to have to make a probable cause arrest. On what? We don't have anything. Let's interview him. All of a sudden, he makes a misstep on when he met Masood. PC arrest, lying to the FBI. What a scam. Fight back, folks. You have been granted a golden opportunity outside of our families and our jobs and our communities to give our lives a higher meaning when it comes to this political fight. It's not pretty. Again, there are no saints in this. There are only levels of sinners. But I absolutely know we are on the right side of this. Jump back on the ship, not off. I'll see you tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.